Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Is it Thursday here? Are you sure about that? I'm so confused. God, I hope so. Because if it isn't, I mean, that's just a little awkward. We could be here on any other night. It would be just as awesome, right? I th- you know, technically, I think we could get away with doing Tuesday nights since we do the TNH, but any other day would be weird. I thought you were going to say TNA. No, that's something totally different. Total nonstop action. Exactly. Wrestling. What were you thinking? I don't know. That's what I was thinking because you know I'm a wrestling fan. Exactly. Some people have dirty minds. Anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie. I'm joined once again by the Plifcomber himself, Azilios. I'm happy to be here and to see you, good sir, because it is a glorious day of life. Woot woot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a weekly show where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you during the show. If you haven't had a chance to submit your topic, question, whatever, uh, you could just drop it into the chat uh, if you're on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch. Now, of course, it doesn't work if you're watching the recording. We'll get that and we'll add it to the next show. But if you're watching us live, by all means, Drop it in the chat, and we will try to add it to the conversation. All right. So, um, quick, a couple of quick uh, house cleaning uh, bits of news. As you might have noticed, that Alter Confusion has been lacking uh, updating on the website. You know, like uh, stories and and articles and all that stuff. The reason is not that I haven't wanted to. Um, to put stuff there, I royally screwed something up when I first ported the website over. And I've been, and I decided finally to take the time to undo all the badness. It's just- Did you forget your password? No, so uh, ironically, what I ended up doing with, where the the old version of Alter Confusion, what I ended up doing was I stopped, you know, trying to put it in specific places. I just put it in the main thread. And that's what I should have continued to do instead of try to post it in several different pages. Because mm. then I was creating copies all the, all over the place. I was like, dude, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Yes, there is. But I had to start from scratch. So I basically spent the last two days uh, re-entering every single entry of Alter Confusion into a new page that then has... Um, a couple of pages that go off of that that sort by category. Aren't there like a programmer who could have like developed some kind of like bash script to automate that? See, in a perfect world, you would think that because they have the drop click ability that you'd be able to do that. However, if it is a blog that's within a page that's designated as a blog, you can't remove said blog entry and put it in another blog. Mm. I That doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what happened. So that's just the way they make it. And you, cause you're using their system. You must obey the man. Exactly. The you got to bend to their will. Okay. So let's get, let's get the, uh, the big news. That's got Zelius dancing in the aisles out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, it is official. Overwatch two is now going to be a PVP five V five game. Huh? Yeah. I actually didn't know that, to be honest. Big change is coming to Overwatch 2, starting with a substantial alteration to the hero shooter's player versus player mode. For Overwatch 2, Blizzard will switch PvP from two teams of six. The current play, player count 
in Overwatch to two teams of five. That's right. The game that's been a 6v6 battle for the first for the past five years will change to 5-5. Five, five. Yay. So is that their big deal? It's like we're changing the meta by having one less tank probably? Yay. They hope that changing to a 5v5 will make Overwatch 2 easier to understand for players and viewers alike. <sighs> you know, uh, I hope for Overwatch 2 just keeps on dwindling. Like, that is not the problem. It's 6v6. Like, it's not that hard to follow. Two tanks, two DPS, two support. Pretty straightforward, if you may ask me. Oh, why do we only have one tank in the game? Why won't you have two tanks? Because then it's evenly spaced. Well, we know you thought because... Uh, and the other bit of news is it is not expected to be released anytime this year. Uh, surprise, surprise. So, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Just one tank, which means already... The tank gets basically halfway obliterated by walking halfway into the site of the DPS, which means now you basically have one less tank. So here's the thing about a good tank composition in Overwatch. All right. It's not just having, well, part of it depends on the meta. But a lot of it is, unless you basically straight up a double shield meta, which means like you have an Arisa and Overwatch, and that kind of ebbs and flows. Outside of that, the good job of a tank is really to make space for the rest of your team while also using the pressure on your tank. So what I mean by that is let's just say I'm Reinhardt, right? I step forward by Reinhardt, I got my big 1600 HP shield. Well, guess what? If I step out that, what do you think everybody in the entire team fires at first? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This right here, right? Yep. Whereas let's just say a very common offhand to go with Reinhardt is a Zarya. What that allows me to do is that enables me, as a tank, to step out with one of her bubbles, or I know she's going to bubble me if I go into the enemy, so that that way I can have some enabling from basically my tank cohort to help enable me. Or maybe my other tank is maybe a monkey, the um, whose name I'm totally brain farted on. By now, he's going to go jumping like into the enemy. So as soon as he engages, or if I start engaging, he's going to engage to help divert the attention because that's the whole point of the tank is really to create space for your team. Now, if the enemy has one tank to concentrate on, they're just going to get basically like Iron Vision being totally stumped in the face uh, unless they create supports that basically enable the tank in such a way that, say, like Azaria did. Wait, well, hold on a sec. So what they're going to do, so that now that you're going to, you've it's evolved into the single tank per team change, Blizzard's response is, we're going to add more cover to the battlefield. Which I don't think what they understand is, using cover well as a tank at higher ELOs, and by ELOs, I mean difficulty rankings, all <laughs> fine and well. Higher level, people understand using um, cover. The problem is, let's just say you're low level, let's just say silver and gold. If you try using cover properly as a Reinhardt, people just step out literally into the middle of firing zone and they just wonder, where is my Reinhardt? Why was he not out there with my shield to protect me? 
well, it's because you dumbass. I was trying to use like cover so that my mercy instead of having to heal boost me can damage boost the rest of the team the entire time instead of being an automatic heal bot. So that's the problem with that type of strategy change is it's going to further, I think at least, make the lower levels even less enjoyable because people don't follow what you should do for strategy. That's why we're in the lower levels. Um, so that's, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Whatever. Come on, um, Sales. You're supposed to be excited. I was most excited to hear about the PVE part, honestly. Um, that's what I still want to know because that was, to me, like the whole reason to be interested in Overwatch 2 um, was the whole PVE environment is what I'd be curious of. Oh, well. I, I, I Whatever, guess, man. I guess we'll find out. Anyways, uh, um, yes, sir. The interesting thing to me, though, is since it's not launching to at least, I'm assuming, 2022 now, does that mean Overwatch 1 is still just going to be stagnant for the next seven plus months with basically no content releases, meaning no maps, no new heroes or anything? It's just going to be, it is what it is? Very good question. And I... I don't see any information that would say otherwise. But what I can tell you is that part of the the little twist that's going to come in with the when you change it from six v six to five v five is that um, each class is go each class is getting new passive skills or abilities. Ooh, fancy! Which you know, I don't know, I don't know if that really does it for you, but that's what they're doing. Mm. 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 I guess we'll find out, you know. Okay, so we got that bit of awesomeness out of the way. Uh, now, of course, I've got to mention something that personally I'm really excited about, and that is that Nino Kuni 2 is officially coming out for the Switch in September. It is going to be the Prince Edition, which is going to have all of the DLC content that's been released since the original release in 2018 and you'll you can buy it for both you can purchase the digital or the physical uh, retail copy are you excited about that yes i am i i played the crap out of the first one and they got pissed that i wasn't able to play the second one because i didn't have a system that was uh playing it or that ah. i didn't have enough money to buy it but i've saved damn it i've saved up for a rainy day like this how many rainy days are there? More than I care to admit. Does that sound about right? I think that's right. Okay. So we knocked those two out. Now we're going to go with the heavy hitters, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. All right. Do you want to go with uh, the latest in... Um, uh, sexual harassment or the latest in Twitch bans? Both sound really depressing and sad. And I'm just going to sit here and cuddle with Rose instead. Okay, let's just go with the Twitch ban because... Um, Have you ever been from Twitch again for no, showing no. your dogs on Twitch because they're not old enough? No. Uh, okay. So it, it appears that Twitch has found a way to... Okay. Remember... 
Oh God, a couple of months ago. I don't remember anything, sir. Imagine I have the brain of a goldfish. All right, so there was this, uh, there was this whisper of a like brand safety score uh, thing uh, being placed in Twitch to you know personalize the ads or 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 show how ad friendly your channel is and whatnot, right? I do recall this. Yes. Okay, so apparently this may have been implemented and no one's known about it until certain people have noticed that uh, they are not making any money off of ads on their channel, uh, just out of the blue. Hmm. Um, now, there is a there is always gonna be some weird ass meta that's happening on Twitch, and the meta that seems to be on the rise and maybe is falling really fast because of this wonderful, I guess the best way to put it is purity score, is something called the hot tub meta. It's basically uh, swimsuit clad ladies uh, that are sitting like in a kiddie pool or a hot tub and they chat, they play games and they do other stuff while on stream. They stay Is covered. There's really no like confusion podcast. I'm just checking before we go any further. Huh? Is this a new money making scene for the alt confusion podcast? Yeah. Is I don't think anybody wants to see me or you in a hot tub. <laughs> Sorry, Zelius. I'm just saying, you know, people watch streams for weird, crazy, outlandish things. So that's true. So uh, basically, one of the biggest hot tub uh, streamers um, just all of a sudden uh, went from pulling in a thousand dollars a day out of ads to zero. And it wasn't like there was no warning. They literally just chopped it off. Um, let's see. What, what, what exactly did she say? Uh, oh, um, now of course Twitch has refused to go into all the, you know, the, uh, nitty gritty details, but this girl has a sense of humor. Uh, so what she did is, uh, while she was streaming and she was discussing what, what's happened, she basically, um, uh, while sitting in her hot tub, was reading other people's reactions to her expulsion from Twitch's ad pool. And then she proceeded to go into further depth as to why she finds all of this so unsettling. So she basically gave, did a Twitch commentary on her stream. Um, See, I guess the real question is, is Twitch then making money off the advertisers on her stream? Right. I mean, that's where... It gets it kind of goes almost like goes back to the whole Uber suit of contractors versus employees. Um, and I know when it comes to something like Twitch or YouTube, you know, at first glance, you're obviously not an employee of like Twitch in our case, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you're leveraging their service and they're leveraging our time basically to make them money, uh, yeah, I'm not saying we should get, you know, medical benefits from them. But I do think that there should be when monetary stake is that, you know, when there's monetary monetization at stake, there should be transparency into what the hell is going on. Right. No, the the the, the fact of the matter is, if you read all the, the guidelines and stuff, this person is not is not violating anything. Um, 
she she said that her business manager reached out um, for an eternal response, and they uh, basically uh, Twitch vaguely alluded that not all content allowed under their terms of service is appropriate for all advertisers. So and this is going to make my head hurt. So basically, <laughs> they're saying you're okay to stream on this stuff, but we have a separate set of rules that may not be completely written uh, that says you may not be able to do ads for stuff that is allowed on Twitch. And if that is the case, I'm actually perfectly fine with that if they're transparent about it. Like to me, right. that's where I have a problem. And it's like, okay, if you're scantily clad, you're not gonna get ads, whatever. That's Twitch's policy, but if you're not going to at least be transparent, be like, this is how we do our rules. That's where it's like, really? Like, that's not okay in my book. So here, here's the thing. It, okay, there's a couple things. One, if, if you are on a service and you are receiving revenue for ads or whatever, they have got to give you a warning. Or, or, you know, some sort of notification of a violation or uh, a termination of the the ad streams or something. You can't just, you know, they can't just walk in a room and flip the switch and then walk out and just expect everyone to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, at least tell them instead of like, huh, this is interesting. Like, was this a finance error that being zero dollars or something else going on? I mean, there, there should be some sort of like, you know... Uh, you know, there there should be some like wiggle room, some, uh, you know, some strike system or, or, or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but okay, so, but here's the thing. This of course opens up a whole different can of worms over the fact of okay. So yes, I understand. Girls, hot tubs, bikinis. Some of them just you know they they are doing their vlogging. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people do. A lot of people vlog. Um, you know, some of them are doing other things like you're playing games, could be card games, could be board games, could be video games. They could, you know, be doing a ton of different things. So they, they take away that for, of course, not giving all the reasons of the world. So what could happen next? And of course, a lot of people are already kind of looking towards anything that could be perceived as gambling mm. on a Twitch stream and that getting just out of the blue, ads are gone. So what about any games with loot boxes, which I consider gambling? Right, absolutely. No, I mean, it, look, if you, if you really want to boil it down, any game of chance is gambling. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you, if because how because Twitch is being so freaking vague on like all this stuff, you know the the you don't know what's inbounds and what's out of bounds, what you can and truly can't do because every day it seems to be changing. You know, it's like uh, the the um, it was like uh, when all the DMCA stuff just went. You know, or or they started cracking, like truly cracking down on uh, underage people 
showing up on uh, streams. Which by underage, I mean anyone under the age of, was it 13? I think it's 13, yeah. I mean... And that's the weird part to me, is just the lack of Twitch basically being very clear about this. Yeah. Um, Whatever it is, I think people like honestly wouldn't, you know, you always have people be upset, but there won't be nearly as much uproar if they're just like, these are our rules, take it or leave it. People, for the most part, you know, after the first couple of days, are like, eh, okay. But when you just let it go and you're not even like, this is our deal, you know, if you're under 13 in a swimsuit and a spa, that's probably not good for anyone, but especially for Twitch. Okay, cool, we get it. Um, but just to be like, well, maybe it's one of those rules. Maybe it's all of those rules. Maybe you have to be gambling at the same time. It's like a guessing game now, like almost what gets you demonetized. And and the thing is, what what you're doing right now on Twitch that that you are you're able to monetize could just disappear. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, look, if you want to change the rules, if you want to change, you know, the ins and outs of everything, you got to give everyone a heads up so that yep. we, okay. Oh God, I'm my, my work brain just turned on. In order to stay compliant, <laughs> we need to know what the rules are. Otherwise we can't see where our compliantness is. Are we staying compliant with the masses of the universe? All those Patreons of Twitch? Yeah. Like, you know, you, obviously it's not anarchy. It's not law, you know, it's not the wild, wild west. But, you know, we got to know the rules. Well, of course, one of the big problems is just like, especially when it comes to streaming video game content. Like it's Twitch, right? I mean, it's, yeah. I know there's a few other minor players, you know, like Mixer Shutdown and all that, but really that's part of it is it's not like you're like, well, I'm going to go over here today because Twitch, you know, shut me down. It's, you know, and other companies have tried. Uh, it's not like for lack of effort from Microsoft and other companies' parts. It's just, it's a very entrenched ecosystem of Twitch. So it's hard to really overcome that. And so, if you can't, you know, if you get demonetized from Twitch or YouTube for that matter, you're pretty much screwed. Yep. And and YouTube has really stepped up uh, their demonetization uh, on anything that the focus on sp- uh, potential hot button topics. Mm, yes. Because uh, you know w- one of the topics that we're bringing up uh, that I brought up uh, it was either going to be the new Twitch stuff or the sexual harassment stuff. Probably just say it's sexual harassment would have uh, demonetized this video because they don't want to talk, they don't want us to talk about that kind of stuff. He wants to be all happy and warm and fuzzy. And, but in some cultures, I'm sure that that is offensive, being warm and fuzzy. Uh, I, no. I prefer cold and fuzzy myself. But seriously, I... I understand that the world evolves and things change, but can we at least get like a set of instructions that, you know, has like addendums and like updates and versions, but at least we have something to, to reference. I don't know. I'm just saying. 
Yeah, no. So I follow um, on YouTube. One of the things I've got into is reaction videos. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just entertaining to me for songs and artists I know particularly well. And I know one of their main issues is getting DMCA strikes mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, obviously they're using somebody else's song to basically then comment on. And what they found is what it really turns into is there's some record labels specifically that are much more open to it than others. Um, Because some record labels look at it as like it's mutually beneficial. Because what you find with a lot of these is like, for instance, I listen to a lot of metal music. So I might listen to like one reaction video that's doing, let's just say Nightwish is a band I listen to a lot too. But then I see, wait, this artist is also watching a lot of, I don't know, Iron Maiden, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, now I go watch Iron Maiden, and now all of a sudden, I'm buying Iron Maiden songs I never knew existed before. Um, So so, so some records see the value of that. It's basically, in a way, free advertising for them. Because chances are, if I'm listening to a reaction video, it's not like I'm listening to that version to get the song for free. Like, if I just wanted to listen to the original song i'd go elsewhere like i wouldn't listen to it with the reactions right but there's that added benefit of getting exposure both to that artist and especially other artists um so i get it you know technically probably yes they can dmca them at the wazoo sure but that's one of those cases where it's like you're not really helping the artist or the record label why for that matter for shutting them down because you also really don't see like negative reaction videos because they're watching songs and bands that they want to watch. Right. Um, it's always like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Um, mainly because they probably don't want to piss off the fan base of that song because they're all very, you know, hardcore about it. Um, but yeah, it's that I know that's a constant struggle slash fight among them. And some in the lot, and there's also not a whole lot you can always do about it either if you get demonetized. It's true. Very true. All right, so let's hit this thing up real quick, and then we could change gears. But uh, since I brought it up, <clears throat> this is one, of course, yet another hot button topic. Uh, uh, many of you probably remember that uh, over this past summer there was a huge, huge um, explosion of uh, uh, sexual harassment claims against Ubisoft uh, executives. And that basically accused a lot of the big names uh, for abuse of power and um, and what and, you know, a lot of people having to resign and and all that stuff. Well, we fast forward to where we in May of 2021 and apparently nothing has really changed. Yes, they did do some resignations. They did fire some people. But at the end of the day there are many of these individuals still in Ubisoft, basically just shuffled around to different positions. Uh, and they really, you know, they, they, they basically tried to bury it. And they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do good, we're, we're, we, we fixed it, when they haven't. So uh, there is a new uh, hashtag going out, which is called Hold Ubisoft Accountable. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. Usually situations like that is it's not just a couple people. It's more of a systemic culture um, that not easy to overcome. I mean, this this just shows uh, the difference between 
saying something and actually doing something. You know, they, they, they said all the right words, but they haven't done all the right actions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of it, too, is always the they're beholden to the shareholders. So it's always the, you know, being cynical here, but it's the calculus of, well, is it worth it to release these three executives? And then we lose X amount of money from our next game not being able to make Y amount of money. Or do we take Z amount of heat for keeping them around? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of, you know, the cold hearted calculus that I think goes into some of these decisions yep. versus going in and literally chopping off the head. Well, not literally chopping off the head, but figuratively chopping off the head. Perhaps literally would help though. <laughs> Same. You know, some of them obviously uh, not actually promoted, but some would prefer maybe, maybe, you know, deserve a certain head cut off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that That's what it takes. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you have, it's kind of, I kind of like it sometimes being in a classroom type of situation where if you have people who are being stupid buttholes, sometimes you just really have to kind of smack the head figuratively, of course. You never actually smack in real life. But if you really give a couple of them, word gets around pretty quickly like, oh, they actually meant business. Like we actually need to, you know, get into shape or I'm next. Um, that, that's not a whole lot different where you kind of show, you know, we mean business. And other people realize like, oh, well, they actually weren't kidding around. We better shape up or ship out or get shipped out with no uh, severance. You know what the sad thing is? I think that part of the issue is that um, since there, there's, there were so many senior positions that were um, implicated in this, that there's probably some kind of financial thing going, we can't let the competitors get a hand on these people. But yeah. Okay. I see that. If someone is a raging, you know, pedophile, I would really hope that my company wouldn't go, oh, uh, big brand A just released them. Guess we could pick them up. <laughs> I don't know. That that would, I don't know how that, I, that, would, that would not sit well with me. But then again, you know, I have a, a soul. Mm. Well, okay. That actually brings up a good question, though. So mm-hmm. let's just say, you know, Rose is fired for being a crazy cat misogynist right mm-hmm. and goes over to old confusion's house to be hired as the next cat herder mm-hmm. the problem is really according to labor law i can't actually tell you that right, right. like you're not going to call me up and be like so rose is over here she a good cat or bad cat i'm not gonna be like man it's a terrible cat who keeps you up all night and cries for food all night i could be like well she lived in my house from you know 2005 to 2021 but that's all i can really tell you um i think even like california is actually illegal to even ask how much did you make at your previous job now so totally understand your point um so i guess it comes down to two things one is is there kind of that wink wink nudge nudge type of ask of like so why did this person really get canned versus is it also potentially you know some of these higher up companies like a you know ubisoft ea activision mm-hmm. is a small enough community where they know, even though it's not publicly announced they know why rose got fired also right like you know what i'm saying it's kind of yeah. like you know like for instance in the area all of the private school superintendents they're always talking like they get together it's informal um 
but you would probably know, like, you know, Rose was fired of her head of school, word would get out, and it would probably come up informally at discussions. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you're looking to hire, you don't hire her as your next head because you heard what actually happened. I can see that's where that type of situation that probably happens. Right. But the, the, I mean, the other thing is, let's say, I know we're, well, let's just keep going. Um, <laughs> and we're going down a rabbit hole, but you know, that's what we do. The, the, you know, let's, let's say that, the, that um, Rose was, we're just going to keep with Zelius's cat because this is a, this is a perfect example. Um, Can't actually implicate anybody by accident. Exactly. Um, Rose is actually a raging racist. Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And and she's constantly belittling and indeed and and creating a hostile environment at uh Casa de Zelius. Mm-hmm. Now, Rose comes over to Alter Confusion yep. and goes, Yo, I you know, I'm I'm leaving Casa de Zelius and I, I want to join your team. And I of course could, you know, reach out to Zelius, be like, Hey, Rose is over here. What could you tell me? You'd be like, She's been here for a while. But my question is, it, as as like say like an ex, uh, I guess coworker of Rose. If I caught wind that Rose is trying to jump to like a bigger ship, mm. you know, I don't know if I could stop myself from, from like you know anonymous tip. She's yeah. a racist. But then of course, being anonymous, you, you don't know the validity of it, and then. But like, who's actually going Ooh. to uh, substantiate that? Yeah, I, those are all good questions. I mean, that is a good point, though. So you know, Ubisoft, you know, say they changed the culture and they ax all these people. What's to stop them from forming some new raging misogynistic cohort at, you know, Casa de Alta Confusion? Because we don't know any better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because most likely they're not going to come off that way to interview, although some may be bad enough where they do. Uh, but most likely you bring them on board, so it's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, and and this, I'm 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 basing this on the stereotype here, guys. I, I'm not saying this is actually happens, though. I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not saying that. And that is the 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 situation that this hypothetical situation we're putting ourselves in kind of. Rem- reminds me of what a lot of individuals believe the Catholic church does with troublesome priests. Mm, yeah. Now I'm not saying they did or they haven't done that, you know, but that's the stereotype is, you know, you just reshuffle the deck and put them somewhere else and everything's fine. So what Mr. Charlie is referring to is, so there was definitely some trouble documented, not made up, of basically uh, sexual misconduct among priests. And, you know, it'd be, I would come to a, you know, person like, hey, you know, this priest was doing bad things. And basically, you know, you're left with really three choices. One, you ignore it. Mm -hmm. Two, you move the person around to another parish. Or three, you defrock them. Well, Number three just doesn't happen. Um, unfortunately, I believe number one happened a lot. And number two is probably the easiest route out, honestly, because you move them to over here um, and you, you know, let them be there. Because I also, you know, not necessarily related to this in general, but in that particular case, 
if somebody came forward about that, it's not the first person that happened to. Right. Um, so like for, or like, you know, the racist example, if you're a racist once, chances are you're racist over and over. It's not just a one time thing. Same thing with this. If you got one person who came forward of sexual misconduct, chances are that's not the only time that happened. Um, so with the whole moving around, you move to another place. Um, same thing for business. You know, when these execs get moves to another business and probably their pay honestly goes up because um, that's usually what happens when you go job hunting. You don't go for less money. You go for more money. Yep. And so when their pay goes up, um, they haven't learned anything. And so they're just going to continue doing what they were doing. Which is unfortunate, but it's the truth. Um, let's get to a lighter topic here, shall we? Um, so, uh, I said this earlier, you know, that I, I basically had to redo all the pages on Alter Confusion, which, dear God, uh, cause not only did I redo it, but I had to, uh, get close enough to the original published date. So it wouldn't be out of whack. Cause I was going from newest to, uh, uh I guess earliest, but, um, I did just post a review of uh, Borderlands 3. Uh, and then I have a story that I need to uh, to actually publish as well. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm completely blanking on what that story was. Uh, Must have been very impressed. Oh, it was supposed to be amazing. I mean, it was also absolutely amazing. Well, uh, guessing about how many hours you played on Borderlands 3, I would say you're probably uh, gave it a good, 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 good review. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that that reminds me. You, thank you, Zelius. I was going to look to see what my actual uh, number was. 147 hours. Of oh, playing the game? So, I, I, I got a little bit of play out of it, okay? I would say... Can I help you? No, you can't help her at all. Ever. Don't even look at her. Don't even look at her. <laughs> I'm not actually here. Um... Uh, so, is your 147 hours? Is that it? Are you spent? I, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of running into. Um. There's, the uh, was it the the director's cut DLC? Yep. I'm kind of just I'm I'm going through that, and I think I'll be done because, uh, the rest of it's really just go through these things, see if you can survive the waves. To get yeah. cool items, there's no real, there's no more true advancement. So, I, I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I there's there ain't nothing wrong with me jumping in and you know just blowing shit up. I got no problem with that. I will blow shit up. But you know, when I've got other games that that are interesting, that are interesting to me, mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I my eyes are starting to go towards them. Uh, yeah. So yep. that's where I get a little bit like conflicted, for instance, on like, let's just say Final Fantasy 14, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say I go back to it. Mm -hmm. Not that I plan to, but if I do, I also realize at the same time, I'm also potentially, you know, I play game A, which is extraordinary, but I'm also giving up playing probably games B, C, D, E, F, and G. Mm -hmm. And is that the trade-off to make? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as a existential question. Yeah. There is no right answer, Zelius, and you know this. 
I mean, as long as you're enjoying the game, exactly. that you're playing, it doesn't really matter, right? It's the game you're playing, the game you want to be playing right then and there. If it is, you go, guy. If it isn't, then so. change games. I'm so confused. Um, but it's got to be, according to the internet, the right game. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the game that everyone has to play. You have to drop everything you're doing and play this game, which is going to piss you off because there's a lot of small glitches that, for some reason, you're the only one who seems to be running into them. See, I know you're going to see them my way, sir. Of course. Um, I, uh, I just got this uh, announcement that uh, the manga creator of uh, one of Zelius's and my, uh, I guess... Member, more memorable anime series, uh, uh, Kentaro Miura, uh, the, the creator behind Berserk, has unfortunately passed away at the age of 54. Oh, yeah, I just saw that too. It's very sad. Damn the man. I, um, I do want, I, I mean, I at some point I'm going to go find all the OVAs and watch them together so I could actually maybe see the entire single story arc. Actually, I still need to. I that reminds me again. I need to see whatever happened about. I think it was it the Black Swordsman? It well, was. Okay, part of where I saw the news was um, in Final Fantasy fourteen is because you have the Black Knight as one of your playable characters in there. Is they all basically had like they lined up as like kind of a tribute to him, which I thought was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, it's I mean he is such a Berserk is such an extremely... I don't know if people realize like how influential of a series it became. Because it was kind of... I mean, it was that very dark and foreboding type of series mm-hmm. of just smacking you in your face. Um, it really kind of came on to um, Dynasty Warriors and especially Dark Souls. Yeah. As very strong influencers as far as that type of story. Um Oh, I'm because I think it was you like years ago where we weren't we somewhere actually like Destin or something. Yeah, yeah we we're at Destin. Watched, yeah, we watched it. It like I don't ever been that gripped by first couple of series of the show because you yeah. watched it and you're just like, whoa, like mm-hmm. bl- just absolutely blown away. And like you know, we've all seen a lot of shows over the years. But to have that show's like first arc still just like emblazed in my brain these many years later is a testament to how phenomenal that is. Um, you know, just kind of think about some of the events. You're still like, wow. Like, uh, speaking of series, though, uh, uh, right as the last, I guess, the last Thursday I hang out was about to end, Zelius asked me if I had already watched all the episodes, all the new episodes of Castlevania, which I had not. Mm. Uh, I watched them all the very next day. Nice. (laughs) And I have to say, I'm I'm sad to see the story arc go, but they did a pretty good job wrapping most of it up. Now, this is, they're doing one more season, correct? No, this was the final season. Now they're moving on to something else. Okay, so this was the final. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna watch it now. Yeah, no, it, this this was the final one, uh, but it definitely left 
a shit ton of stuff open to continue, I guess, with a different storyline. Now, was it a good kind of, or is it at least like, okay, that was, I'll take that as a finale. Um, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take it as a finale, knowing full well that there's going to be, uh, more stories that come out of this universe. It, uh, maybe it's not going to involve the main characters that were in this part, but sure. knowing that there's going to be more that might explore some of the twists that happen right at the end. That's a fair answer. Speaking of twists, though, uh, I don't even remember what Ze when Zelius got me this gift. It was either for a birthday or Christmas or something, but he got me uh, this animated DC uh, movie which is all about uh, dark side. And it was, a, I mean, oh, it was like, it was definitely a grown up, uh, you know, bloody, gory people be dying. But the, the fucking cop out that, that they pulled mm -hmm. off right at the end. <clears throat> That's the kind of shit that pisses me off. Is I, it? I mean, but but then but then again, this is this is absolutely this is comic book one hundred and one. You want people to feel the emotion, the emotion of loss and regret and fear as heroes fall down one after the other. But if you've ever, if you've ever uh, kept track of any comic series, you'll know that mysteriously, after Batman had his back broken 37 different ways by Bane he somehow donned the suit later or um uh Superman was absolutely crushed and killed by Doomsday but somehow got resurrected mm. so without telling you what the ending is I'm pretty sure you know what the ending is yeah um Lewis Lane took over um Lewis Lane actually plays a very pivotal role in this movie is weird. So totally random, but yep. lately I've been actually obsessed with watching um, Game of the Thrones videos. Like related just random to, clips. What? No, what? related to basically how the how the show fell apart. Ah, um, and not just terms of like knee jerk, like well, we all kind of know the last seasons weren't very good, but because it wasn't like, written. Well, gets into the details of what specifically about it was not well written, and actually gives like concrete examples of like the first seasons to the last season. It's just really fascinating to me of like something that you feel and you see and you know versus like actual critics as far as breaking down specifically what they did really well the first couple seasons, yep. and then how those things were trashed the last couple of seasons basically. And then when you see it, when they talk, it's like, oh, that actually makes sense why that was terrible now in season eight. And that, like, you knew it was instinctively, but actually knowing the reason why behind it, it was just kind of cool. Because George can't write fast enough. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. Actually, ironically, one of my favorite scenes in the, like, I'll call it the first four seasons, like the OG good seasons, was mm -hmm. not in the books at all. And that was the scene beside, between... Um, Oh my gosh. The dad, not Tyrion, but um what's his name? The Lannister dad? Yeah. Something you had to say. Oh. Gosh. Uh, hold on. 
the land. But basically, the, the discussion between him and Olena about if Cersei, Tywin. What? Yeah, Tywin. Tywin and Olena, the conversation between them about Cersei marrying um, the heir of Highgarden. Highgarden. It's to me one of my favorite scenes in the entire series, not the books at all. So they can actually write scenes without having to follow the books. It's just everything else. Right. Well, the thing is, they wrote a scene that wasn't in the books, but they were able to write that scene knowing what's going to happen afterwards, what's happening around and during. It's not like, well, George hasn't written this part at all, so let's uh, let's just say this happens. Uh, which, actually, uh, this is a great example of um, many... We're going to keep on the anime track here. Um, there is There was an anime out there called uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched the original Full Metal Alchemist all the way through. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. Then, then uh, years later, they had Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And oh, what God. Brotherhood was, was the actual, like, it stuck to the manga. Yeah. And holy crap, that one's so much better than the first. It's not even funny. I don't know, man. You read the YouTubes and you'll hear many different opinions. I've seen many of like, no, the original is so much better because of whatever. Look, coming from me, everyone well, will. Well, you're a purist. Exactly. So I was like, oh, they're staying closer to the source material? Yeah, Charlie's going to like that one. <laughs> Game over, man. That, that's Charlie's answer. Exactly. No, I, it just, I, I thought it was. Very well done. I I liked. Um, there was some twists and turns that that were there, and the relationships between the the characters, I it just had more depth to me. That's fair. But yes, I've been watching a lot of like anime. I also watched the entire run of uh, Trigun. Jeez. Again, I love that show. I watched the first couple episodes of Outlander. Yeah, I won't watch that. I will not watch that show. That Your wife loves that show, though, doesn't she? I know she does. Yeah, I thought she did. It's... I'm just thought if I actually like it or not. The pacing so far is kind of like... Eh. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. We'll see, man. I just don't know. Who knows? Um, does anyone know? I don't know. Now, uh, if you guys have been following my social media, I might have just done this on Facebook. Yeah, I might have been just on Facebook on or Discord. But uh, I have been, I was playing a new game for a playthrough. And I got an hour and a half into the game and then exited the game and left to go do some stuff and came back later that night to see a huge warning pop up on my screen going, out of disk space. Well, it turns out in my infinite uh, ways of wisdom that I'd never actually hit the stop record button. And so um, that hour uh, and a half turned into, well, I don't know what the it breaks down to, but let's just say it was a hundred gig file. Damn, yo. Yeah, so it was unrecoverable. So let me tell you, as someone who has to as someone who's done playthroughs, uh, it is hard as shit to fake the surprise 
and the disgruntlement over trying to find stuff when you've already done the first hour and a half of a game and you have to re-record the whole damn thing. Nice. By the way, the, the name of the game is called Encodia. I, I've talked about it a couple times. I actually posted uh, a release uh, when, it was, when it was coming out. Um, there, there are serious issues with that game uh, that are even worse than some of the, uh, uh, I guess, like er, uh, late 80s, early 90 point-click adventure games where sometimes you're like, I'm supposed to magically know that I need to put these two items together to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's even like worse. It's, it's almost like a, uh, certain areas, it's like uh, those hidden objects in a picture uh, kind of game where you're just like, there's an item that you have to have. But the only way you're going to be able to find it is you have to slowly drag your cursor across everything on the screen to see what's interactable. And then if it is, you got to see if it's just I can look at it or if it's something I could touch. Are you saying you're not a mind reader of all things video games, sir? Sadly, not all games can I read their minds. Well, what kind of video game aficionado are you? The kind who likes pacing and story. It's really hard to keep in, you know, the flow of the game where there are certain areas where literally you spend three minutes pushing your cursor back and forth across the screen because there's got to be something in this room, but you can't find it. Yeah, okay. I can see that being somewhat annoying. So, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a quick stop and give a shout-out to a couple of uh, uh, friends of the show. So, if you'll just allow me to give some thanks here, we will start off with, once I find my dang notes, aha, here we go. We will start off with the one and only Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information about them, go to IndieCluster.com. And of course, I have to give this shout out because this man uh, is a miracle worker as as far as I'm concerned when it comes to back pain and all that other stuff. And that, of course, is the one and only Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company is focused to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you want more information and you're in the greater Atlanta area, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Okay. Now, uh, I, I have to do the shout-out because this is something that's near and dear to uh, Ultra Confusion's heart for 
it feels like forever. And that, of course, is, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion is once again partaking or participating in Extra Life. This will be our 10th straight year. Extra Life is gamers doing what we do best, game. To help game. sick and injured children at uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to our hospital of choice, Children's Healthcare Atlanta, as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids we treat. If you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alt Confusion. If you want to actually create a team or join a team uh, for Extra Life and you want to get down and dirty with some gaming, all you got to do is go to extra-life.org, fill out all the information, and you can set up your own goal. Yes, we would love to have the people with us. Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion also has a Patreon. Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon. Patreon allows you, the fans, supporters, lovers, haters, warriors, uh, to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. There are currently two, count them, one, two, uh, tiers uh, for subscription. Uh, the first one is a dollar a month, which is $12 a year. And that will give you the ability to uh, do uh, have access to all the Patreon-only stuff on the website and also early access for all the playthroughs. Now, if you pump pump it up to uh, the $5 level, that's $5 a month or $60 a year, not only do you get that early access and the ability to look at Patreon-only posts, but you will be added to the thank you section of every Thursday Night Hangout. What if I want to thank them anyways, man? I love everyone. I love you guys. It's so beautiful. I, I can't stop Zelius from sending love out. I'm just saying that if you want, you know, your your logo, your your name, every single Thursday, it's a promise. You do the five dollars a month, which is basically you're getting at least three or four shoutouts a month. That's so like the official Charlie love, not the fake wannabe Zelius love. Yeah. Mm. Damn, Skippy. But yeah, um, I did get a huge donation uh, recently for Extra Life, so I can now get my Extra Life um, bumper sticker so I can put it on my new car because my Extra Life bumper sticker is on my old car, and of course I traded that away. So, oh no, you should have changed out your windows. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, they're not the same size, Elise. Oh, you could cut them down to size. I know my local uh, Ace Hardware, I'll do it. Yeah, no. How about no, Zelius? No. Oh. No, oh, Zelius. Don't do it, Zelius. Don't cut out your window? Yeah. Oh. Leave it to the professionals. But I knew you leave. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh so the 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 story that I that I wrote for the website and haven't actually published uh has to do with the spinoff announcement that they're gonna do a spinoff of uh Rick and Morty. Uh, based wow. off of the the superhero league uh, that Rick is a part of, um, and I mean they're all these 
all the characters are just absolutely crazy. Uh, let's see if I can find the 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 name of some of the guys. Because where is it? There it is. I never actually watched Rick and Morty. Oh my Rick god, it's amazing! I got a shit ton of their Funko Pops too. But they've got well, yes, you own all the Funko Pops. I don't own all of them. I own a good chunk of them. It's impossible. Like it. Look, it's impossible to have all the Rick and Morty Funko Pops because that shit comes out too fast. But that's besides the point. The characters that you will get to um, follow in this uh, spinoff, which is going to be called The Vindicators, is characters such as Supernova, Vance, Maximus, Alan Reigns, Crocubot, and Noob Noob. Noob Noob? I I just just Google Noob Noob. It's 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 basically exactly how you would think it's spelled. N double O B N double O B. Why are you such a noob? Ha 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 ha. But I I do have to say this is a very interesting thing that that Adult Swim is going for. So they they they're doing spin-offs of uh, Rick and Morty. They're doing spin a spin-off of uh, Robot Chicken, and then they're also doing a spin-off of um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, but they're basically saying, look, we're going to do this kind of like a mini series. We're going to do eight to eight to ten episodes, and sure. that's that's what we're going to give you. There's no promise of anything more, but they're going to at least give you that. Which I have to say, oh, I'm okay with. Enjoy it, then more people will. Exactly. I, I just, there are too many shows out there, or there's too many spinoffs out there that because they get off of, you know, they they have a, sh- a shaky takeoff, no one really gets to see <laughs> the whole thing, um, you know, or, or it dies out before it could catch. Or shows that just end too early, even though people love them and adore them and want them to live on forever in their hearts. Thanks a lot, Fox, which is now owned by Disney. Mm. What is it? So I, okay, speaking of Disney, I am very upset over the fact oh. that there there are Marvel movies that I can't watch on my Disney Plus account because they are Marvel, but they're not Marvel. Mm. They're Sony Marvel. Yep. This case, Sony, from back when Marvel was about to die, yep. they sold off the movie rights to things like Spider-Man and the original, I think, Fantastic Force. Um, to We're not going to talk act- about any of those movies. The Fantastic Four movies are dead to me. Well, you know. But yes, they did sell off. Some of them were also sold to Sony um, for the same thing. And yes, so there's definitely ones. Or no, I think Fox was actually X-Men ones, if I remember right. Yes. The Spider-Man, I think, was Sony. Yep. Um, but yeah, you basically can't watch them because they own the rights. And most of the ways they were written was basically as long as they continue to make that franchise movie every X number of years, mm-hmm. then that movie rights basically in perpetuality. Perpetuality? That's not the right word. Will perpetually? Sure. Per- will perpetually stay basically as a part of that Sony. Company. Uh, whether it be Sony or Fox or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically Sony ain't never going to give up Spider-Man, obviously. I still wanted to watch the, the Venom movie the other night, but I couldn't because um, it's, because it's uh, Sony. Yeah. I mean, you think about that one, like it's funny because that's like tangentially related to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I'd be kind of curious of like, how were those contracts originally written? 
not like you know spider-man spider-man but i bet you they have the spider-man universe yeah as a part i that's what i'm curious like what defined the spider-man universe at the time because you had other characters from other marvel stuff occasionally dabble into the spider-verse right so what differentiated them legally speaking i mean we could talk about as humans but legally speaking what kept certain things totally spider-verse and some things even though they showed up in spider-verse marvel still had the rights to them i think it all has to do with when the those mergers happen because there was a very bad venom in one of the mm -hmm. early spider-man was there a toby mcguire movie i think so technically venom was there okay we just forget about that. it um yeah, yeah there was, was because there he was wearing the symbiote suit that um, Marvel Endgame basically wouldn't have Spider-Man because Sony was trying to basically... Strong arm him. Yeah, strong arm Marvel into being like, we want more money from you to have the rights to use your Spider-Man in your movie because movie speaking belongs to us. <laughs> yep. Uh, um... Yeah. Okay, what was the one? that it had to be spider-man 3 with venom as an enemy yes with venom as an enemy because he because toe mcguire had or, or that spider-man had a uh had the symbiote suit yes that's what it was it's called uh spider-man 3 wow what an what an ingenious title Spider-Man 3? Mm -hmm. No. Mm. I like the most recent one. It was fun. I might have. I don't remember. I, dude, I've been I've watched so many different Marvel things. I can't remember. But I did watch I did go back and watch a movie that I'm sure a lot of people think was absolute shit, but I love the sh the I love this movie and a lot. And when I get a chance, I watch it every single time. Uh, it is called The 13th Warrior. That is a fun movie. Oh, I love that movie. Well, I just love and um, Far From Home is Jake Gyllenhaal was such a fun character. Um, I haven't seen that one. I saw the yep. other one, um, Homecoming. Yeah, no, was it? I'm pretty sure that was Far From Home he was in. But yeah, he was, he gave a different, I would say a Thor, like, Rep, like authority to the Spider-Man universe because most of the time, like it's Spider-Man, it's Peter Parker, it's this young guy mm -hmm. who's still kind of learning his way. Versus then you have Jake Gyllenhaal, this character who's been in a lot of stuff, you know, come in and kind of give a little bit of screen authority. That because I mean, Holmes a great actor. I have no problems with him. Yeah, far he's from home. Kind of a young actor versus yeah. you Gyllenhaal. I feel like it's a little bit more. A gravity to it than it would otherwise. Um, so for me, Jake Gyllenhaal is great in it. That's one of the things I really liked about it. You should watch it. It was good. Well, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, that's, you know. It was greatest Mysterio. Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit uh, ago. The the creator of, uh, of Berserk, uh, unfortunately passing at the age of 54, uh, apparently, there was a uh, player held vigils all over Final Fantasy XIV. Yep. 
Um, I said uh, that. You did? Yeah. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, serious. I, don't, I don't like you anymore. Well, no, because um, definitely um, enemies, particularly. Um, I know Sephiroth was one who was inspired by um, some of the characters from Berserk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the reasons that, you know, Berserk just had so much influence. Um, with Okay, so here's something that you might know. Did the Berserk anime ever actually, like, finish? Trick question. So <laughs> the original anime... Like crazy storylines. So the original anime stopped before it actually got to where the timeline was in the first episode. However, yeah. there's been OVAs and, and other stuff that that have come out to... Um, uh, that have completed the circle, from my understanding, but I haven't actually watched them. I just know that the original, th- that that twenty six episode is where it left. Interesting. That's something like Netflix needs to pick up. Have them go crazy with the anime. Just add it to the roster of of anime that that Netflix is getting a hold of. I mean, seriously, why not? I mean, the that the anime I was talking about the uh, the other week, uh, Yakuza or. Oh god, dang it! Now I can't remember the, the exact name of it. Um, it's the it's the it's it's not. Um, UK. Uh, what should we call it? It's not. Afro sam uh, Afro Afro Samurai. Uh, but it's like Afro Samurai. It's called. Of course, I can't find it now. But I want to say it's called. It starts with a Y. And that was phenomenal. Holy crap, that was a great. I it was like it was just a one and done though. I mean, there there's not going to be you really can't do a follow-up season of that. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah, dude, just add it to the Oh, damn it. The the new Love Death and Robots came out. Uh well, there There goes my day tomorrow. I love that stuff. I will be collecting middle school laptops tomorrow. <laughs> it's almost the end of the year, man. It's time to start taking away those privileged kids' laptops and be like, they're mine. I'm going to take them all and I'm going to sell them all on eBay to make a huge problem for Ultra Confusion. And you're not going to have technology next year because I had other priorities. If only that were the case. Wait, you saying I shouldn't do that? No, I'm I'm saying that you're not going to do that because uh, you you a, a, under that rough, tough exterior, you're just a nice guy. Man, <laughs> sorry, I just destroyed oh, your persona. Jeez. Oh, jeez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've come to the closing of this show. Oh, but before I uh, before I actually close, I do want to say. Uh, two things. If you have Hulu and you want a really fucked up experience, do um, the what was it? the the Limestone Golem Murders or something like that. Damn it! Now I got I, I want to know the exact title because I missed it. Like I totally missed the the big um, uh, plot uh, twist. The Limestone Golem. Hmm. It it's uh, it stars. 
Um, oh, balls. What the, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, Bill Nighy uh, as the inspector. It was, I'll be totally honest with you, I, I didn't see it coming. And, and that's a rarity for better or for worse. So, mm, yeah. Interesting. It, it, well, the, th- the thing was that Alan Rickman was actually supposed to be part of that movie, but unfortunately he had to, uh, he had to, uh, drop out because of pancreatic cancer. Of course, rest his soul. He's no longer with us. Um, but seriously, weird ass movie. All right. Now let's get this show, uh, back in the station or something. Uh, so ladies, huh? Never mind. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving everything to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Amen.